this is all that survived. This car. I want you to take a look at something. My chain code has been encoded in this armor for 25 years. You see, this is me, Boba Fett. This is my father, Django Fett. Your father was a foundling. Yes. He even fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. Then that armor belongs to you. I appreciate its return. Then our deal is complete. Not quite. How so? We agreed, in exchange for the return of my armor, we will ensure the safety of the child. The child's gone. Until he has returned to you safely, we are in your debt. Buckethead's Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 20th action-packed episode of Mandovision Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. This is the third volume of what we're calling Bantha Tracks, which is sort of our uh, episodes between episodic breakdowns of The Mandalorian. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I the, 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 the intention was to kind of do these a bit more sporadically. Uh, but these are almost uh, after-action reports where... where uh, you know, more information has become available, and I want to, I want to share with my new friends in this podcast audience, and uh, that's kind of what we're doing here today because, uh, you know, I think we gave a really darn good breakdown on Friday, uh, but the internet came to our aid with with something, and and we're going to talk about that, but uh, let, let's kind of get the get the whole shebang out of the way, all right? Remember, the best way to reach out to this podcast is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please be sure to like, subscribe. And share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if possible, or so inclined, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet fives of reviews. They help small independent podcasts like us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. Please head over to our parent website, 3bzine.com, where you can find all the shows of the 3bzine podcast network, Beer Night in San Diego, the Tomcast podcast, and this excellent podcast you're listening to right now, Mandovision. There's also a link to our store envy site, where you can find great merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, all that winter materials that you need to stay warm. Bundle up with a shirt that has my face on it. If that doesn't make you happy at Christmas time, I don't know what will. Remember, uh, excuse me, sorry, uh, death sticks, unfortunately, are still out of stock and highly illegal to trade in. So uh, be careful if you try to order those. Now, now it's officially time to strap on your buckets. Let's go. All right, so I think we're all still kind of uh, basking in the glow of, of episode 14, which was the tragedy. This is uh, specifically uh, because of its reintroduction of Boba Fett to the canon, but also its its uh, reintroduction and reincorporation of some of the old expanded universe lore pertaining to both Boba and to his father, Jango Fett. A lot of really great stuff here. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about about specific elements in in that episode breakdown that we did on Friday after after the airing, and we, we we will cover some of the same ground again. Just just so you know, 
I, I, I'm going to kind of try and cover everything uh, from from start to finish. But we'll start with the new, you know, which with 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 what happened over the weekend after the episode had aired already. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, the internet came to the rescue here. You know, there there are there is a, a a segment of the fan base that is just so gifted and so talented uh, in in ways that I could only wish that I were. And and one of those one of those gifts, specifically the gift that I'm referring to in this one, is the the patience and the ability to to pause the episode, do a screen grab of Boba Fett's chain code that he's showing to Din Djarin, and then translate said chain code, the the Orabesh language, translated for all to revel in the glory of. And so that's exactly what the internet did. These wonderful people with the patience and the skills and, and, the, and the, the time translated what was on that screen cap, on the screen grab, the Orabesh, and, and something was detected. Something was uncovered. And it's, it's a bit of, um, I don't know, significant lore for Django Fett. Remember, I just played the audio scene, so you just heard it, where Bo was sort of indicating the chain of, of, of ownership for the armor, his armor, and how it was Django's, and then it was his, and, and so on and so forth. There is a name that has been uncovered in that Orabesh text. It is Mentor Jaced. Well, what, is that, what does that mean, Mentor Jaced? Well, it can only really mean one thing. A, a, a figure that was pivotal in Django's backstory, uh, de- depicted in the comic books specifically, the, the, back when Dark Horse still had the comic book license. We're talking about a character named Jaster Miril. He is a mentor figure to, to Django. Uh, Miril was, was a rightful heir to the Mandalorian throne, and he adopted and raised Django after Death Watch had killed Django's parents. This is this is from a, a comic book series that you can pick up, that you can still find. Uh, it, you know, I don't know it if I don't know where you're listening, and if the pandemic has affected the comic book stores in your area. So maybe getting to the comic book store right now isn't the easiest thing to do. But you can head on over to uh, 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 Amazon, or you can go to Comic Comicsology. They're they're both basically the same place, and you can find the four issue miniseries. Uh, open season, and it 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 depicts a lot of of Django's background. It gives us a lot of background information on Django Fett. Now, big asterisks on this. Okay, those stories are are not canon anymore. That is part of what is referred to as Star Wars Legends now. But the reintroduction of of Jaster Mural is interesting and fascinating uh, because 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 it, 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 again we point back to that old Expanded Universe canon that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are slowly weaving into their story. It's slowly being brought back in to the current canon, this, this reintroduction. And, you know, we get a little bit more information from Boba about this. Boba talks about Django fighting, along, fighting in the Mandalorian Civil War. Well, that's in this book. The, the Mandalorian Civil War, they are, they, are, they are a team. Jester and Django fighting in the Mandalorian Civil War. And um, again, we don't know if, if Jaster Mural will uh, f- be a prominent figure in, in, in some sort of a, the new Django history, if he would have the same sort of status within Mandalorian society as, as one of the heirs to the title of Mandalore. 
or if it's if it's just kind of a, a coincidence and it's just to me sort of a a random Mandalorian character that had had a hand in the upbringing of Jango Fett, which would then sort of have a, a hand in the upbringing of Boba Fett as well, because Jango, as Boba's father, would probably teach on pass on what he knew. Now we we talked a little bit about the interesting elements that that this all implies that Jango and by extension Boba Fett our are are Mandalorians and you, you know whether you want to say true Mandalorians or not it, that's up to you but the revelation is that Jango was a foundling and that jives with open seasons he's sort of found and raised by Jaster Mural after the Death Watch kills his family that's the, basically the definition of a family that it, it mirrors the origin we saw for Din Djarin it just so happened that Din's family was killed by uh, 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 battle droids in the in the uh, in the in the uh, in the Clone Wars, in those sweet 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 Clone Wars. So uh, a lot of again really interesting things being brought about. A lot of elements here coming into play that I think are going to make for some really great storytelling opportunities. And you know the question the question remains: How much will they dive into into the Jango's past, Jango's history? Uh, will it be on the Mandalorian series, or will it be in another form of media? Will it be in a, in a novel, novel, or in a comic book, or you know maybe a new animated series? Uh, you know, the, the the possibilities are endless, and it it seems to me that Disney is finally realizing that Star Wars on Disney Plus is kind of the way to go. Because I don't know if you've heard much on the internet about every character ever appear, appearing on the show getting a, getting a spinoff. So <laughs> there there seems to be some sort of interest, at least on the part of of Disney to make more Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, which to me is not a bad thing. I think Star Wars benefits dramatically from a, a more long-form storytelling narrative, where in, instead of having to try and get something done in two and a half hours, you know, you have eight episodes to play with. Roughly eight hours to play with. You know, I know the Mandalorian is not all, they're not all an hour long, but you know what I'm saying. This also forces us to, to once again re-examine the statement made by, by Almec, in the Clone Wars cartoon, in Season 2, when Obi-Wan Kenobi arrives on Mandalore, a Mandalore that, uh, at the time, for a fan like myself who had read all these novels and books that were then uh, promptly shown to the trash can, uh, that Alma completely dismisses Jango Fett as, as just a thief, someone who stole Mandalorian armor and, and now wears it. And it the implication in wears it to, to have a reputation that is unearned. We have this. This basically has exposed Almec as a liar, and as we talked about a little bit about on Friday, that's again more just fascinating, rich material for for a writer to dive into if we want to explore more about Django and more about Boba, and not only their their connections to each other, but their connections to Mandalorian society as a whole. If Django is a family, which is what we have now been told, uh, what is what was the conflict? that caused him to leave Mandalorian society. And was Almec directly involved in that? Is there some sort of conspiracy? What, did, did Jango perhaps uncover the fact that Death Watch was still alive and active and, and making plans against Mandalore and the new peaceful government of the Mandalorians who won the Mandalorian Civil War? Uh, it's also interesting to, to consider... Uh, again, they said Jango fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. What side did he fight on? Aren't you curious about that? Was he on the losing side, and that's why he left Mandalorian society? Was he uh, 
in a division with Almec and they had a falling out, or were they just rivals? Were they against each other? It would seem like Almec would be on the on the side of the new Mandalorians, the the peaceful Mandalorians. But he must. There must be some connection between the two, some sort of uh, a secret history that that would be why Almec is so dismissive of Jango and just writes him off as a nobody who who stole armor and 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 just you know does not represent Mandalorian society in the least. So again, this is I I love this soil. This is just rich, fertile soil for for someone with with a strong narrative capabilities. And you know, we, I think we've seen that on on this show. You know, you can the the knock can be made about the Mandalorian, and it has been made that every you know every episode is sort of a, a variation on on a similar theme. Mando has to go somewhere. Mando has to do something. He has to help someone in order to get what he's trying to get done. It's you know, it's very RPG side side quest stuff. I you know, I can I can understand that knock, but at this point, it's it's kind of the formula. But as as the show continues to grow and it continues to develop and we continue to dive into that mythology, uh, that will change. I, I honestly suspect that will change. But the show's never going to stray too far from its roots because it knows what it is. It is a, a it is a western. It is the lone gunslinger on the frontier. And even as the galaxy expands in front of our characters, in front of Din Djarin and, and, and little little Grogu. I think this show is still going to be that at its heart. It's still going to be that that lone gunfighter on the frontier. It, it, at least it should always kind of have that at its core. That's just so so essential to 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 why the show so uh, to me so successful, so rewarding, and and so approachable to everyone who's not like a hardcore Star Wars fan. You know, I, I love that this show talks to to everybody on every level of their Star Wars fandom. And I think I mentioned it on Friday too. I, I almost felt like this was the episode that rewarded uh, fans who have, you know, kind of been there uh, since the beginning and then stuck with with the series through the dark times, which was the late '80s and early '90s when there was no new Star Wars. Uh, because remember, I mean, we had no we had no new material until the comic book started and until the novelizations happened. And you know, we spun a lot of stories between between fans uh, when I would stand around the comic book store on Wednesday nights after the new releases had come out. Uh, and and we would all talk about Boba Fett and how cool he is or how cool he must be to rock that armor to be so awesome and mysterious. Having only seen glimpses of him in the movies, like he's pretty kick-ass in Empire, but he gets dispatched pretty easily in Return of the Jedi. But still, we we bought into the, to the whole mystique, the whole uh, aura that this guy had, and 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 we were rewarded deeply for that. And. I, I appreciate that, honestly. I'm not going to lie. It was great to see him be the uh, the awesome warrior that we have always sort of envisioned him to be. And and, and uh, as I think, again, as I think I mentioned before, uh, I heard from a lot of other uh, longtime Star Wars fans who, who read the same books I did, who read the same comics I did, and, and we were all extremely satisfied. Uh, yes, you could critique it a little bit in the sense that uh, his... I, I guess the the criticism that I've heard most, and it, it's not even a criticism. I, it's a criticism that has some merit. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think you have to play with it a little bit. A lot of people seem to. Not, I don't even know if a lot of people's right. A few people have mentioned that they didn't think Boba Fett was the type of character who was going to stick around and and help Din Djarin. You know, once he got his armor back, that was the transaction. That was the deal. 
it's complete and now Boba Fett's going to walk away because that's also kind of been a part of of the lore of the mystique that we've built around Boba Fett is that he's a bit of a of a cold calculating individual and I don't think that's been forgotten by any means just because he's he's choosing to help Din Djarin. Uh, I think there may actually be a lot more to it. There's a lot, I think there is more subtext to why he's deciding to help Din uh, rescue Grogu from the Empire. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the trauma that Jang, or that Boba still feels for losing his father when he was so young. And he sees a father who's now lost his son, his adopted son in Grogu. And I, I, I sort of suspect that Boba wants to help Din find his son because, again, that is the, that is what episode two is for those two characters. It is a father-son relationship. And that is the impetus that drives Jango and Boba in those early stories. Like when you go back and read, if you go back and read open season, there's a... Uh, a plot and a B plot, and the A plot is is Django and Boba, Boba as a child, and you you see in Clone Wars how attached Boba is to Django, how the, how strong their bond is, and so I think now in in the Mandalorian in Chapter Fourteen with Din uh, in in dire straits, the Razor Crest blown to smithereens, no way to get around, no help to get, and the fact that the revelation, at least to Boba, that the Empire is back, uh, uh, he, he sees an opportunity to help someone in a position that he was once in, just on the other side of it. And and I think that's the real reason why he chooses to uh, help Din Djarin. And he, he sort of, and he sort of makes it sound like, no, this was a deal all along. We agreed to help protect the child. He could have easily, like, like Din says, he could have walked away. The transaction was complete. The child is gone. That could be the end of it. I think Boba phrases it in a way so that, that it makes sense to Din why he would stay. Because, he, again, they're strangers. Yes, they just fought the Empire together, but they don't know each other. You know, they, they seem to share the bond of Mandalore now, of, of a Mandalorian heritage. Jango is a foundling. Din Djarin is a foundling. There are sort of the ties that bind between them with that. But, I, I again, I go back to the father-son metaphor here, and I think that is the ultimate reason why Boba chooses to stay and help Din Djarin. And it seemed like it was sort of against, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't Ming-Na Wen's first choice to stick around and help Din Djarin. <laughs> Fennec Shand seemed uh, more than ready to kind of walk away from the whole thing and just leave, uh, leave, uh, leave, leave, leave Din on Tython and, and call it a day. But maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. Fennec Shan's a pretty badass character. I'm really, I'm just, again really glad that she is uh, back on the series, and it looks like we have them uh, for for uh, for for at least the next episode, maybe the next two episodes, which I again really really excited about. A lot of stuff moving forward that's really really great. Uh, what else do I have for y'all about this? Let me kind of go back through some of my my notes here. Um, I guess we should illuminate the, the Mandalorian Civil War a little bit, just for anyone. If, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, uh, you know, you, you may not understand. Uh, and, and let's not get it twisted. There's been a lot of conflict on the Mandalorian homeworld. It was never a world of, of peace. There's always been sort of a power struggle between between clans, between factions, and, and things of that nature. Uh, it, 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 it was a war-torn planet. Mandalore was a war-torn planet for a long, long time. And then, again... 
prior to the Clone Wars, prior to Episode One even taking place, there is a a Mandalorian, Mandalorian civil war between the new Mandalorians, who are are representatives of a a peace movement, and they are going up against the the the, the martial traditionalists, the, the the sort of the Mandalorians that we that we have mostly been exposed to uh, uh, on this show. You know the the way of the warrior sort of sort of mentality, but the new Mandalorians want it. Want, they want change. They want to reinvest in the planet, reinvest in themselves as a people, as a culture, as a society, which they can't do because there have been so many conflicts on the planet. Uh, you know, internal, external situations with enemies. Uh, uh, the surface of Mandalore is, is barren when when we first see it, and we go when we go there in season two of the Clone Wars. And that's from all these conflicts that have happened on the planet. So this new Mandalorian government wins the Civil War. The, this peaceful Mandalore comes to rise in the time of the prequels. We've talked about Duchess Satine. She's a character with, with uh, a strong emotional connection to Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... Again, that's, that's sort of where we find ourselves in the Clone Wars, but you have to know that's the Civil War that they are referring to. The new Mandalorians, the peaceful Mandalorians versus the old uh, the old way Mandalorians, the more of the, the, more of the this is the way type of Mandalorians. Uh, and a lot happens during the events of the Clone Wars. And I would tell you more about that, but I think we should probably, this, this is probably the best time to, to make it official that uh, in January, starting in January 2021, we will go back and we will begin re-exploring the Clone Wars. Um, I think I mentioned that in the last episode, so maybe that's not official. Maybe I'm just repeating myself again, but it, it is official. We are officially going to do it. Uh, several people have been requesting it, and we are going to go and do it. We will start with the Clone Wars movie, and we will start working our way through the episodes. Uh, and I think we'll get a good chunk of it covered uh, before Season 3 of The Mandalorian comes back, hopefully excuse me, hopefully once again, in the fall of 2021. So, so, so good stuff there. Um, and one of the, one of the things we'll talk about during that is, is, is the relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Duchess Satine, because I personally find it fascinating for the way in which it mirrors Anakin and Padme, except Obi-Wan chose the path of the Jedi and, and stayed on the path of the Jedi and not to pursue his emotions and, and, and like, like that. But we'll, we'll talk about this. This is, this is Mando vision. We're, we're talking about the Mandalorian right now, people. Don't worry. So I think that's that's, that's the the bulk of, of what we wanted to talk about, what we wanted to share today. You know, that Mandalorian Civil War is uh, potentially vital to things that we're going to the, the things that might get explored further on down the road with the show. It, again, it depends if we go more into into Boba and Jango's history and backstory their connection to Mandalore, their connection to other Mandalorians, why they are on the outs with Mandalorian society. Because honestly, I mean, we, we do, we can infer from this episode that Boba seems to not have any any sort of affi affinity for, for Mandalorians. And that's because he probably hasn't been around that many of them. I mean, if you've watched Clone Wars, you've seen the episodes where he is on the path to becoming a bounty hunter and it has very little to do with getting getting in touch with his people, and that that's because potentially because Django was completely ostracized and cut out from that society, from that culture. 
for reasons that we don't fully understand yet. But perhaps Almec is the man who would be able to inform us of more things. Though I kind of think he's dead. Again, another note that I'll have to re-explore as, uh, as we watch Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, beginning next year. It's, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to, to kind of retouch on some of these. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, I guess it's going to be fun. I think y'all will really, really enjoy it. I know some of those episodes in season one are a little, uh, a little long in the tooth, but that just means it's going to be a short episode because it's like, how many times can I tell you about a battle droid getting killed? Yeah, that's just how that that works in, in, in season one of the Clone Wars. And season one of the Clone Wars also is a lot of, uh, big two-part episodes that, you know, really should just be a one-part episode. But they figure that out by season two. Season two of the show gets really, really good. So that's the exciting part about that. Um, I guess, yeah, I think we've kind of, kind of gotten everything we had to, to, had to say about Boba and Django. What, what, how did you all feel about, about Boba Fett in this episode? How did you all feel about the, the revelations with Django Fett? I'm, I'm really curious. Did, did it, did, uh, I'm also I'm also a little curious. Like this is this is I'm I'm not trying to be mean to Tamara Morrison because trust me I'm so glad he was back. But uh, you know when he gets the suit on and you kind of see like he has like a little bit, a little bit of a, a a paunch a little bit of a dad bod thing going on. Uh, doesn't quite not quite the svelte fit that uh, that Timothy Oliphant was rocking in uh, in episode one this season. So just again just something interesting to to kind of note. <laughs> I do. What do you What do you all think? You're like, oh, Boba, Boba put on a few pounds, you know. I, you know, maybe he had to eat his way out of the Sarlacc. I don't know. We haven't covered that yet, and it'll be interesting to see if we ever if we get that story about how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. It will be a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, I'm also curious. Uh, do you all have any thoughts on one of the the random elements of Boba Fett history, which is is if you watch those scenes in Return of the Jedi, and they flash to Boba Fett. For some reason, the images are reversed, and his antennas on the left side of his helmet, as opposed to the right. Y'all, anyone know what's up with that? I've been trying to find information about it. It just seems to be like this weird anomaly, <laughs> and I, it seems like one of those things that could have been fixed in a digital version, uh, but I don't know if they have. So I actually will be watching Return of the Jedi on Disney Plus and seeing if that is something they've have fixed or not. Because I was, again, I I just sort of caught this. It's been one of those things like you notice it over the years. And and since I'm doing a, a Boba Fett podcast, since I'm doing a Mandalorian podcast, I just thought I would talk about it with, with all you fine people that are listening to this show. One of those one of those strange things that it's it, again the the movies have been tinkered with so often. You think they would have fixed this by now? But I, I even I, on a recent television viewing, I think it was on TNT over the weekend. It was uh, it was just like no, no one had bothered to fix it yet. It's like I, I don't understand. They can do McClunky until their 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 eyes bleed but they can't reverse the image of Boba Fett to correct the image of Boba Fett so he has his antenna on the right side. I don't know. Just kind of curious about it. If anyone has any thoughts, you know where to find me. Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Like I said, I think we've gotten everything out of here that we need to. Uh, if you want to check out the, the the Jenga Fett open seasons, again, I recommend going to either Amazon or Comixology. I mean, they're both owned by Amazon, so I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and getting getting digital copies, so you don't have to worry about going out. Yeah, we are we are still in the pandemic, and and whether you are a, a mask person or not a mask person, I mean, let's be honest, we still need to all be safe. So get a digital copy, stay at home, read on your phone, read on your iPad, 
or, or whatever tablet device you ha you have available to you. This is the way to go with it. Um, and it's a good story too. If, if I'm gonna, I, I will actually be rereading re re it during the week, so I may I may have a few more comments about it uh, once we get into uh, chapter 15's review on Friday. But in the meantime, uh, uh, just you know, little little nuggets here and there, coming back into the continuity, and and you know, again we we talked a little bit about some of those things that are that could possibly come back from the Karen Travis novels, because there there is enough similarity in, in some of the timelines uh, where Boba Fett could potentially become a member of the Mandalorian society, of, of Mandalorian civilization. Uh, you know, does Bo-Katan Kryze offer Boba a, a, a place with her? Uh, does, is, does he walk away from being a bounty hunter? Does he feel uh, the need to potentially reconnect with the people of his, of his, of his father? at this point in his life. It's 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 all interesting to think about. It's interesting stuff to explore. Will they go the same route that the novels did? Will Boba Fett find himself in a position where he could become the next Mandalore and be the one to unite the clans and unite the people? Will that be Din Djarin? Will Bo-Katan ever recover the Darksaber or, or does she fall short of the goal? And And... One of one of our other characters has to step up to bring the clans together, to bring the Mandalorian people together. Uh, again, it's just so much fun territory, and and reconnecting and, and re reestablishing some of this older expanded universe canon, expanded universe lore into into this new series. Um, it's 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 fun it's it's really fun more fun than i thought it would be you know when when they first brought thrawn into rebels and you, that was kind of the first time they started bringing back some of the old expanding universe canon um it became sort of like a fun jigsaw puzzle to kind of see like where's this gonna fit where can we make this work the best and 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 what are the ramifications of bringing this element in how does it affect the characters overall and how does it change them and and what does it alter about our perceptions of them? And I think I think you're in a in a great spot to do that with Boba Fett, with this element that yes, Django, Mandalorian, raised by Jaster Miral, and and a fighter in the in the Mandalorian Civil War. What side we don't know. What what role did Jaster have in Mandalorian society? We don't know. Why did Almec lie to Obi Wan Kenobi? Now remember, Kenobi did not detect any deception on Almec's part. So either Obi Wan was, was distracted by the by the arrival of Duchess Satine at the next moment, or Almec is just completely convinced of what he's saying, and 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 believes every word that he uttered to Jedi Master Kenobi. So again, things to get into, things to explore. You know, the connections to Death Watch. We will be talking much more about Death Watch in between seasons uh, as we sort of explore this idea of the Children of the Watch. Will we find out more about the Children of the Watch going forward? Well, I don't know about that, but we're definitely going to explore Death Watch. We're going to re-examine Death Watch. We're going to look at Pre-Vizsla, the Clan Vizsla, and, and their role in the Mandalorian Civil War, and in the, the Mandalorian Civil Wars that followed the original Mandalorian Civil War. A lot to get to, but I, I love kind of now being in a position where we're getting these old elements but they're kind of being presented in a new way like i said just because just because that chain code said jaster miral on it 
doesn't mean it's all the Legends canon. It means that character existed in, in the universe, but we don't know to what extent, to what context. And, and again, that's sort of a fun thing. But now we just know the name is there, exists in new canon. But who was he? Was he the same character? Was he the guy who raised Django? Sort of seems that way. At the very least, he is the one who taught Django how to be a Mandalorian. Again, fun fun things to explore. I'm always going to be curious if, if it'll be something we do on this show on The Mandalorian. Like, does The Mandalorian eventually shift focus from Grogu and the struggle against the Empire to zeroing in on Mandalore and bringing its people back together and taking their planet back from the Empire? Fun stuff. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. And I, I'm so happy that, that, that I have this wonderful... Uh, listening audience tell me your thoughts share your ideas what do you think is going to happen what do you want to see happen hit me up mando underscore vision best way for us all to communicate I, i've i've been really stoked on this season I, th I hope everyone else has as well it's been a lot of fun but i think i think we have to wrap it up there again a nice short episode of bantha tracks um but we got we covered the mandalorian civil war we covered Django and jaster mural we talked about Boba Fett's potential motives for why he's helping Din. Do you, I mean, were, were you amongst the segment of the population that was like, why is Boba going to help him? Boba Fett's kind of a cold-hearted bastard. Should he, he should have just walked away? Maybe. But I, again, I think he recognizes, I think he sees a similarity between himself and Din Djarin. Again, Boba lost his father, and now Din has lost his, his adopted son. Um, and uh, perhaps he doesn't want to see he wants to help, I guess, to make sure that uh, they are reunited in the way that he wishes he could have been reunited with his father at some point if Mace Windu hadn't uh, cut his head off. Spoilers. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> one last bit of news uh, I, th I think we should share at this point because it'll be a show that we end up covering here as well. Uh, Diego Luna has confirmed that they are filming the Cassian Andor series. It has begun. He's over in London doing so. Uh, wait, I think it's London. No, that doesn't make any sense. Why would it be there? No, 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 no. I, I, I think that was a mistake on my part. But yeah, he has confirmed production has officially begun on Cassian Andor for Disney+. Plus. Uh, he's quoted as saying, it's basically everything you have to know to understand Rogue One, the story of the character before. I can spoil the ending, I guess. It's nice to go into a story you already know the ending. Now you can take the nuances and the layers. I think it's fun to do something that isn't just about getting to the end. It's about delaying that. Um... I'm hey, I'm excited for the casting indoor show. I am a, a big fan of Star Wars Rogue One, uh, perhaps you are as well, and I was a big fan of of, of Diego Luna's casting indoor character. So I I would love to see more of that. All right, uh, yeah. So there, that's it. If you have anything you want to say about Boba Fett, about Jenga Fett, about Din Djarin, you know what to do. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been a the third volume of Bantha Tracks for Mandovision. A Star Wars podcast. Remember, Mando underscore Vision Twitter and Instagram. We are part of the 3BZ network of podcasts. And hey, I'm going to be back extremely soon because guess what? Guess what? We got two more episodes left this season of The Mandalorian. And I can't even... I can't even. I can't even. The excitement is... Uh, my heart's racing just thinking about it. And we're going to have a blast. We're going to have a blast talking about it. So you all, again, thank you for listening Stay safe, take care of each other. Remember, this is the way.
This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>